Welcome to Forever Exile, the Path of Exile podcast. I am Justin, aka Tags, and one man who stands alone defending consoles like they were damsels in distress. A man whose masculine chuckle resonates through your soul like the hammer of the gods. The one they call Tyler. Wrecker of days. Feels pretty good. <laughs> Thanks, Foog. That's Foog's intro for Tyler. Wrecker of days. Oh, just Tyler? You call me T-Bone. You are Tyler Wrecker of days. Mm -hmm. This is episode 75. Three quarters of a century. <laughs> That's how long we've been doing it. That's right. You know, it's crazy. Yep. 75 and we've been just over a year. Mm, yeah, December was a year. So yeah, still that's or, a year and a quarter. That's crazy. It is pretty crazy and fun doing this every Friday. Oh, you should see my subjects list just piling up. The list is like a mile long. And then we'll get into it in POE too. <laughs> anyway, wanted to give a quick shout out to our Patreons this week. Vermer and Ungart, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for joining the crew. If you're curious what our Patreon is, there's information down below, but it gets you access to our podcast after the podcast where we talk more POE and whatever else we want. And uh, that's how you get access to it. So thank you guys so much for supporting. You're awesome. We love your faces and everybody else for listening. How's your week, Ty? Good week, man. Good week. Still spring break, right? Uh, we, <laughs> not the totally <laughs> opposite end, but you remember the espresso maker you gave me, I don't know, a month or two ago. Yeah. Did you use so We've been using it quite a lot. Yeah. I mean, the oh, little espresso cool. cups are, yeah, we yeah, have, thanks. Thanks a lot. Everything. It's like everything. It's like, I you found the book for it book. later. Oh, did you? I was just, no, my wife did. She's like, Hey, you need to give this to Tyler. I was like, eh. <laughs> I don't, actually don't know where it is. It's probably I here was, somewhere. I was laughing because <laughs> it's like, it seems like everything you have, you just take the instruction booklet throw it out and then you go from and give there. it to her oh okay i see how it works she has okay. it. she have like a binder with like little leaflets all yeah there's like a alphabetized there's like a cabinet one oh, of those okay. uh, filing cabinet of Impressive. stuff anyway we've been using it for the last month i just haven't told you and it's nice it's really cool i enjoy it it makes like fancy coffee you use milk and stuff she right? does i can't but that's mm. fine oh right yeah no it's great mm. especially because most of the time as a parent as a coffee lover as a parent Half your cups of coffee are always freezing cold because they've been sitting there for three hours by the time you come back to it. You have two wonderful warm sips and then dad, dad, can you help me with this? Can you build this? Can you do this? Or I got to go do this and I forget. And all of a sudden, you know, I come back for my coffee and uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so instead of nuking it this way, you just get an espresso. It's like a centimeter and down, gone. You get a full cup of coffee in one sip. It's awesome. Cup of Joe. And now eh? that's what they say, right? <laughs> coffee drinkers. Sure. Yeah. Now, have you, um, you finished Drive to Survive this week, didn't you? I did, yeah. Okay, we just finished uh, mm -hmm. season three, not the, not the season, just, or sorry, just episode three of season three, not oh, okay. the full thing. Now, we I watched, watched live, so all I, of it. yeah, and did you like it? Mm -hmm. I did. Awesome. Yep. Uh, so we just finished the one with Valtteri Bottas, and he's talking about being Lewis Hamilton's teammate. Do you remember that one yeah. near the beginning mm -hmm. of the season? And so he was receiving some pretty harsh criticism and he was talking about it with his agent and his girlfriend. And uh, I really loved the term. It just, it made me feel so good. The term that they used for just people that criticize for no reason. Like they, they know nothing. I don't about remember what it was. It what is. was it? Well, it's, I don't remember it exactly, but basically it's like the dogs will bark, but the train's just going to keep going. Mm. You know what I mean? And it was just so, it was so awesome in terms of like, 
where you stand, where they stand. You know what I mean? Like it was just like the 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 pointlessness of those comments mm-hmm. is exactly just like a dog barking at a train. I just I absolutely loved it. That's so sweet. I want to throw it. I immediately thought of like GGG and Reddit dogs in a train. <laughs> so anyway, a lot of gardening, though. A lot of gardening. Harvest? <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, no, that's still single digit frame rates. I just I, had to throw in a POE term so that people don't go seven minutes (laughs) (laughs) you know it's it's funny our reddit post each week gets downvoted like crazy it's like we have just as many faithful haters as -hmm. we do lovers we love you too oh it's so funny like i'll get notifications on my phone saying like hey you've reached 25 upvotes and then i'll go and look half a day later and we're at zero (laughs) <laughs> it's hilarious oh, that's why i don't many... pay attention to it but that is funny so anyway um I'm, I, I really like gardening and uh spring break is basically my only time to really get it done so i have the beginning of spring break to go to the nursery see what the store stores have and that fluctuates like our area of british columbia we could have a spring winter and then the very next winter it's been snow for two you know you know a lot colder do than you go to local to nurseries yeah, I do. I, I enjoy the local nurseries. And uh, where do you go? Well, or I do, I do have a guy. one. You got a guy. No, no, there is one really nice one, but it's not right in our town. Oh, okay. you got to drive just a little bit north. Yeah, it's really, really nice. I don't know. Cool. If, you've probably heard of it, but it is really cool. I like that one. Tell, tell me about it later. I do have a, a two favorites that are that are pretty close by to each other. So anyway, I go to the store and every year it depends on what they have based on the you know most recent winter we've had. I basically on the spot, I'm like, okay, this is what they have. This is what I want. This is where it can go. This is where I get full sun. This is where my partial shade spot is. This is where my full shade spots are. And I just plan it and I have to go all from that one visit. And then I have the second half of spring break to actually get it done. And uh, well, you know what it's like having kids home at spring break. It's absolutely awesome, but you don't get much done. So uh, anyway, it's been awesome having the kids home. And uh, I haven't actually listened to anything, though. Like, normally I'll listen to my podcasts and stuff while I'm, you know, doing chores and all that. But with the kids home, even just they're playing, like, they're very good at playing by themselves, distracting themselves. But they're just so loud. And I don't want to tell them to be quiet just so I can listen to stuff. So I have, what, two of our episodes, our FE episodes, two After Dark episodes, and all my church sermons waiting for me. And I'm just going to have to, I'm going to have a very... (laughs) very big beginning of the week here listening to all that stuff but i'd rather have the kids home any any day than uh than not but when they go back to school it'll be nice to have a clean house again that's for sure how about you did you have a good week yeah super busy works awesome i've been feeling great i know you love to hear that i do i do you just you're on this miracle growth plan it's like you've been feeding yourself fertilizer taking care of myself ty i'm down like 11 or 12 pounds (laughs) That is Feeling impressive. Good. Really? That's what, two, yep. three weeks that you've been doing this? Yeah, about three weeks. Wow, good for you. So, but I hate spring break and I think kids are welcome at home after school. And <laughs> so here's the worst part for me. So because we have a 19 year old who with COVID, well, actually he has a new job now, but up until like a week and a bit ago, COVID meant he was home. So he could just watch the six and 11 year old. And then our three-year-old would still go to daycare so I could go to work and get stuff done. We got a call from the daycare like the day of spring break starting saying, oh, my daughter got a notice because she goes to a different school that's not kindergarten yet. 
that there was a potential exposure and she needs to self-monitor. But we didn't realize until after spring break, like literally today I found out that that it was actually just the type of notice they send to us when they need to let the whole school know, but not your class. Oh, okay. We thought though that it was like the kid was actually exposed. So we were like, well, I guess we'll just keep her home for the next two effing weeks of spring break. And I can get around working with like the six and 11 year old, but a three year old is the devil. Like I cannot (laughs) get anything done with her. She just, and it's fine. Like she just wants attention. She wants to do stuff. And she's freaking cute and loud and and she's angry. Like if you don't, if she wants something, she has more attitude than any kid I've ever met. And she's just like very serious about what she wants. So I was, I had a great week work-wise, really busy, but with all the kids and two out of the five days I was working from home, wasn't going great. That's awesome. Was not going great, but I did watch, I finished Drive to Survive. Okay. My wife and I finished it. It was really good. It was funny watching it through the whole thing going like, where the hell is the fire? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right from growing up. Of course they leave it like second from the last uh episode but it was pretty late in the season yeah well it was a weird they did a weird um order for this drive to survive like they last time they broke it down per race like you felt like each episode was following a race this time is way more following a team or a specific story and so they bounce back and forth between the same races multiple times and i found that weird i just it was odd to me to be seeing that but they probably were limited to what access they had because of COVID. Like, because they were recording. Yeah, maybe. You know, when COVID was new. Yeah, it was really weird watching back to the March time when all of a sudden things happened. And and it was very weird watching video of like as, you know, the NBA is closing down and as they're trying to figure out what to do. And now they've got, you know, masks and both of us were just like, oh, it's eerie watching something from a year ago and you know a reminder of going what we all went through but yeah no my week my week was great i'm trying to think if there's anything else your teen is he good with covid stuff or is he just going out and hanging out with anyone and whoever whenever no he doesn't go out at all he hangs out with one friend good um and then work he started at a new job but no he's he's very covid serious Ser- yeah like he masks up no matter what good. and he's he's good did I tell you, was it, was it in our last episode? I don't think it was. No, it wasn't because we hung out on Monday. I did find something very odd. I ran into a friend of mine. Now here, I need to preface this. Where we live in BC, it's not an optional thing to wear a mask when you're out in public. You wear one. You, if you're in a business, if you're inside anywhere, you have to wear a mask. There's no, like that's the, it's, not, it's weird to say it's law because it's not law, but there are bylaws against it. You can be fined for it. You're not allowed to do it. I'm walking through one of our grocery stores, running into a friend who I know the, I know the husband much better than the wife, but I do know them both. I run into the wife, no mask, middle of the store, not caring. It was the most she's awkward. She's not even allowed to be in the store without a mask. No. So that's crazy. It was so weird. It was the most uncomfortable conversation I've had with a human <laughs> being because people were walking by and looking at us and I was like, no, I don't know. I'm not. She's... <laughs> Not with her. I I ended that conversation in like 20 seconds as fast as I could because it was awkward. It was so bizarre. I got back. I was telling my wife, I'm like, isn't it weird that 
talking to someone without a mask in a store right now just made me really uncomfortable. And I don't care. It's not like I think she's sick or she's going to get anybody sick. It's just the mentality in your head that you would have to have to just go, eh, I don't need one. In Screw our the rules. area, it's been pumped hard that this is what you do for other people, whether it's scientific or not. It's just what you do to show you care and that you're doing your part along with staying two meters that's apart. Not, yeah, but that's not even totally true. It's literally just you have to. It's like, right. But it's whether not you're, new. It's it, been there for a no. while. So to yeah. actually be at that point in a public so place weird. that's also supposed to be enforcing it, that is that grocery is store weird. too. I could slow motion see like just every word how are you just picture that one like piece of it's spit. not even the sickness or the spit that stuff doesn't worry me i don't think she's gonna get somebody sick it was just the idea that i was speaking to someone who just couldn't care less that they were walking through a grocery store full of people wearing masks and be nonchalant like just like i'm fine and you know screw you you can't tell me what I, i'm not gonna get into like because uh, I know what the mentality is of this individual and I don't want to offend some people that might be out there, but she has a mentality that is entirely messed up. And the way that she processes this whole COVID and mask thing, I just go, oh my God, ridiculous. But it was, it was weird. It was really odd to speak to a human in a grocery store without a mask on, <laughs> That's crazy. which is weird. I don't know. It was just, it was just a very bizarre. I, if only we lived on an Island that could just close its borders. But that doesn't stop dummies inside the border. No, I'm just saying New Zealand, they've had like, they get one case, everything shuts down. One case is done and they're great. Today went into a huge lockdown again in Ontario. So I, I don't know. I'm just, we're getting so much closer. Um, talked with a friend today who she just got the shot. She's nice. in uh, yeah. pharmacy. Yeah. And I think we're supposed to have ours by the end of June. It's so much nicer in the States if you want the shot. Cause you're just like, go pick up some milk. And while you're there, go get a shot. Nice. Like it's not the same here. It's like you got to it's by age and you got to register and you got to sign up and then they tell you when to come in. And one of our buddies, because of his job, just got one. He'll be set to go back to work soon. Oh, well, that's cool. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, I can't wait. So I, I think June is when our age will be allowed to do it. But yeah, no, it was a good week. How was your how was your POE week? Is this the order we do things in now? This has been this the order since the beginning. Of time. This, this is where this is we've offended many people because we're well, our time 15, 16 minutes in, once it's edited, probably 13 or 14 minutes in. So right now, you make them happy, Ty, because the dogs are barking. And, <laughs> and the train is going. <laughs> no, we ah, uh, isn't it great? That it's a finished quote. Like here in Canada, like what I don't know of any traditions we have outside of like a Christmas tree and Easter and Turkey at Thanksgiving. I don't know of any like Canadian traditions, Canadian sayings besides a. Eh? So, you know, like we're, we're very multinational. And so everybody brings their own traditions and every other family you go to, even though they might look exactly the same as you has a totally different setup. Like a lot of my traditions are Ukrainian. So it's interesting when like a lot of the older countries, they'll have their traditions. They have sayings that have existed for who knows how long. And I don't know how, how relevant this is, but it's kind of cool. Nice finished saying is going to be part of one of our mantra. The dogs will bark just. Anyway, make people happy, Ty. How was your POE week? Well, I didn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> Screw <laughs> everyone. <laughs> no, no, like we'll get into it. We, I, uh, Justin was very kind and bought me last 
epoch or epoch epoch i think epoch, it is we yeah. got corrected so last epoch and <laughs> so it this week you know like i did what what did i do on saturday what was it it was red dead and poe oh right and then i died in the uh, private league on saturday night i think that's what that was oh yeah what gotcha uh kitava kitava that's right it was just a big one shot i think looking back on it you 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 got hit with a bleed as you were running away from kitava he did his one slam that sends out that wave and that wave one shot you oh. that's what basically finished you off so anyway yeah it didn't do too well but that's nice gives a nice low number low high 40s in my level for people to surpass again part of the draw yeah that's right um so that's right i forgot about that that was this past week so I don't remember what I did Sunday night, but uh, Monday was when we played Last Epoch. And so this episode, after we uh, we have a subject or two before that, but we'll be comparing Last Epoch to Path of Exile and all the pros and cons about that, which I think is exciting. But that was it. I really didn't have, besides dying in our hardcore private league, the only reason that I didn't really restart and I played Last Epoch this week was just because it took me three nights, like three full nights of my play style and preference to go through hardcore solo cell phone to get to that's act five right kitava mm-hmm. so you know and then i i had two and a half nights left before the podcast again to be able to do it so i'm like you know what i'm no point going through i'm not going to get to the same level that i can before the league ends so so yeah so we did last epoch on monday did you i i guess you didn't either you've been you've had an epoch week oh no you played the private league until you died again <laughs> see i did act one to five twice whoa and on the second one i i mess i, re- I messaged you i was like ah oh, that's it i'm done i can't do one to five i knew i wasn't gonna have enough time through the week and i just i didn't want to and it's actually one thing i'm looking forward to us talking a little bit about it's not just like we are going to talk about specifically last epoch but the reason I like playing Last Epoch and other games like Path of Exile is it gives me something to reference. It gives me something to look at and go, this is what GGG is really doing well. And this is areas where I think, man, you could take something from this or you could, you know, maybe maybe learn to maybe adapt it a little bit to your sort of vision for your game. And there are some things in Last Epoch that I loved and I actually really enjoyed playing it through the week. It's fresh, it's new, but more than anything else, it's fine it's uh, there's ways to level in it that are not just the same to get to end game and that's a, that's something where grinding gear games i just can't wrap my head around them still doing nothing to replace the need to just do act one through ten every time and that kills it for me in a private league because if i felt just a tiny bit of burnout from the league doing it in the private league especially hardcore is a very easy nope for me real quick totally i just don't have the time for it I, it's crazy to me that there's people that are level 95 in the private league which ends in a couple of days i think it ends the day this comes out no the next day it ends on monday so we'll have we'll have a bunch of winners from there we'll talk about that later probably more in after dark but uh yeah i played last epoch i didn't do path of xl so let's get into some stuff about this week in poe we got some stuff in poe that happened no patches that's great but it's been since march 3 Today, as we're recording, it's March 26. That's basically one patch for the entire month of March for a company that normally does at least a patch a week. That's well, so games working as intended. 
about right. Well, you know, they have a massive list. That's just how the game works, right? It's so convoluted and complicated that there is always going to be a massive list. But I don't know. It's like there's not even any like comments about performance. There's no it's crazy. So anyway, not as a criticism. It's just I wonder because it's so out of character. I get thinking, what are they working on? 314. But every other league has patches all the way up to the next league. Can you, so let's put yourself, I'm going to just devil's advocate this a little bit. Put yourself in Chris's position, right? Yeah, sure. And you know, 314 is coming out and now you've set the date because we're going to talk about that in a minute. The teaser came out and you also have this thing that you've put out since the end of 312. I think it was 312 where you said, hey, from now on, our our leagues are going to be good. We're not going to let this feature creep come in. We're going to, I'm going to be on top of making sure this happens. And maybe they're looking at 314 right now going, shit. <laughs> maybe <laughs> we, that could be. We it, got yeah. stuff to do. Like maybe, maybe they're just feeling a crunch for making sure that 314 comes out. Maybe. Yeah. It could be part of the new mentality. You're going to see just a ginormous patch two or three days before the league, <laughs> the league comes launch, out that's right and it's not <laughs> server related it's not anything like that it's simply fix 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 <laughs> yeah, fix fix that's fix right. that's right so yeah no i don't know it's just it just seems uncharacteristic i don't know not like i watch but i have been paying attention to patches a lot before the podcast because i'd just be excited for certain fixes and hopefuls but especially now that we, since we've had like a this week in poe segment in this podcast for over a year so i've been paying attention to dates and there's always a patch to talk about almost and so it's just it just kind of stood out to me if fans are butts but that's a good one maybe maybe from this point forward one month to go and they're like nope next league good luck but who knows maybe that maybe there is another one coming out uh support packs are ending that's nice uh the last of the div card voting i thought was pretty cool it was this vote on it do you vote? Yeah, it's the yeah, I do. And it's this one's just the art. Most of them I don't care about. It's like, what do you want this watchstone to be like? And I'm like, I don't care. What's a watchstone? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's um maybe. But it this one I like. I love how the div cards look. I love how much story there is in their art. I think whoever does it or the people that do it, I think they're really smart. So I I definitely voted for one. It was one of the fishing ones. Cool. They had a best of fan art which was neat because there are some really cool ones from way back in the day that they brought back which i thought was neat mm-hmm. this is where we need uh, bk on because havoc's blitz event got announced yeah do you know any details of it so i'm just like okay that's awesome but do you know no i don't no, no like not in, i mean there's there's winnings and there's stuff like that there was a cool video about it but no i uh it, I'm, I don't I don't play that kind of stuff. So um, I'm excited for it and I'm excited for her and I hope it's very successful. Uh, but the details... You're excited for who? All of them. Well, MBK. Oh, yeah. Her started today. Her Didn't she say uh, she was league. part of this? I don't know if she's part of the Havoc one. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. So this one... Oh, yeah. This is the, the team-based one where it's separated and it's April 3rd and 4th and then 10th and 11th. Yep. This is... Okay. Right, the, right. She is part of this one, yeah. But... Sweet. I did hear, I don't know how true it is or to what level, because I, I just glanced through some messages, but um, I, I'm not actually going to reference what people said. I think people should just understand that when somebody puts on an event, regardless of if you like it or not, just be positive or just don't play it. Yeah, let the event be. You're not forced to play in a private event. If you don't like it or don't like the idea of it, guess what? Go play the game normally. Yeah. 
doesn't change anything. I think it's pretty cool. I'm excited for it. We also, I, I, I it's not in your list here, but uh, Zizarin's one ended this week as that well. That was last His week. Big... Thanks for showing that. That was that yeah. Was we yours. didn't talk about that. No, I wonder why. Well, <laughs> I think it actually ended this week though, from our recording. Time. Maybe it did. Maybe it did. And probably not. The, so they had a huge prize pool. There were a lot of comments about this one. I don't know how into it you got or how much oh, you got. I you intentionally understood. ignored this. I intentionally didn't put it in the no-notes. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to bring it up. So do you know, like, you know much about his, his gauntlet event that he does? It's like insanely hard. It's sure. nothing I would ever have any interest in doing. And he has big awards. And he t- teams up with uh, GGG and with Spotify. No, not Spotify. Shopify for their awards. Um, but he thanked people for it. But in this thank that he tweeted, he also talked about, you know, how much they were giving away, but that it was also minus $13,000, which was the cost of the private server. Sure. And another streamer took that information and tweeted kind of calling GGG out on it as if they should be funding that private server. Sure. For him. It, It came up in conversation in our in our discord people asked what we thought about it and it was a conversation that went back and forth and it struck me odd that somebody would complain about an upfront cost <laughs> that's i that was yes if i hire somebody to come and do work in my house and they say here's your estimate they do the work and they give me a bill later that's twice as much i get having an issue with that i don't understand when you go to sign up for something and it says, do you want to pay X amount? And you say, yes, I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm struggling to understand why you should feel bad for that person. And here, oh man, I know I'm probably going to have an opinion that a lot of people don't like. There is, I would say almost zero chance that these private events are being run at a loss, regardless of what anyone wants to say. And regardless of what everybody wants or anybody wants to put out there, if you're running one of these, so Ziz, if he's running one of these private events at a financial loss in that large of an area that seems just like poor business practice i just don't buy that people are doing these and then being in the hole twenty thirty thousand dollars i just don't i don't believe that there's always going to be some sort of benefit whether that benefits him on the streaming side bringing attention to his name building his brand or just straight up they take a percentage of the of the total money like i just don't totally think that anybody would do this for a loss definitely not two leagues in a row if you take a loss in 312 you're not gonna do it again in 313 yeah so i i i don't know i thought it just it seems so weird to me that people were complaining and saying like that that grinding gear game should do something and and then of course because it's big streamers tweeting and posting ggg feels the need that they need to respond i really wish they didn't but they did and they did and their response to me man okay here's here's the thing listen grinding gear games if you've decided something ahead of time you should just post it in their post they talk about you know we've actually had conversations about reducing the cost of private servers and working for big big events why didn't you post that like two months ago even if it wasn't ready because now it just comes across like you're doing it to appease people who are butthurt about paying a cost they that was aware that was upfront. Yeah. It had grinding your games said like, hey, you know, we really want to do something to work with people and 
you know, get prices down and whatever. I feel like it would have been so much better coming out before this came out because then it doesn't seem like a reaction. It seems like a decision to me to me, unless a decision's made, you're quiet about the conversations you have. If you are thinking because now every single person knows that they've considered lowering the costs and the conversation's never going to end. If you stay quiet, it gives the impression that you are confident in your marketing structure, whatever the reasons are that nobody knows. Those are discussions you've had in your office and that's it. So now people know, and, and it's not like, I mean, there, people are naive and so people are going to think, and I'm one of them, I'm not like criticizing anybody, but if I was to run a company with you, you and I would be like, well, maybe, maybe not. And we would have if, ands or buts, but we'd still have to make a choice. But from the outside, it seems like we're sticklers on something that we're, we have really good reasons for this, that, and another thing. And GGG was, pro- I mean, every company's like that, but you at the end of the day have to make a choice. But as sh- soon as you show that you've wavered in something that the community is requesting, you, you're kind of putting yourself in a hot spot. Now, on a separate side note. Yeah, you're right. I don't understand why there would ever be an expectation from a company. For example, you and I have a podcast. Let's say someone who's a fan of the podcast starts a private league about the podcast. And then all of a sudden we start getting tweets and messages about how it's absurd that we're not helping fund that private league that fans of our podcast have done for us. That just, you know what I mean? Like that's. It's close. I mean, this is different because it, the money is going to that company. But I can't feel bad for somebody when you which, hit accept. Which money's going? The prize money or just the private league money? Well, the, the public, the, the actual cost of the league. So in our case, it was like 100 bucks. In his case, it was 13 grand. So somebody buys one of our hoodies. And now, now they're mad that we're not doing something with that money to, hey, here's half of that money back. Thanks for buying a hoodie. But again, that would be like, hey, if you want to buy a hoodie, it's a question mark price and you'll find out after you pay. They don't do that. They, they literally, everything's up front. That's where I have a problem with it. If you knew going into it, because guess what? You don't have to do an event. It, it's a, what he, what any of these people do when they put together events, I think is awesome. I think trying to build something in a community is really great. Yes. But you don't have to have 20,000 people in that event. You don't have to spend the 13 grand to run the event. That's grinding your game's cost. And they're very upfront about it. They're not very upfront about what it's covering, but they maybe don't need to be. They're just saying, if you want to run an event with 20,000 people, this is how much it's going to cost you. Yeah. I, you, it's really hard for me to argue with that. I could go, that's not worth it. And then I don't do it. Totally. But to pay the money and then grumble about it because somebody didn't. Anyway, I'm, I'm actually on board. I think the private league stuff is outrageously priced. Yep, totally. Somebody asked us that in Discord and that was my response. Their prices are insanely high. I think they're crazy, but they are what they are. And also, I just want to point out, Ziz didn't complain about it. He just brought attention to it, which then caused other people to complain about it. Right. Which I feel like was a little, you know, like stoking the fire a little bit. Sure. But we've said it before that they're expensive. We're doing tiny ones compared to them. And they are expensive. He's happy to do it. He's making a profit. He wishes they were still cheaper. I'd be the same. I would, I don't, but, and now I'm I'm not in that kind of mainstream. We don't know what it's like to be on that end, but. How many times are we going to run a league if it's at a large financial loss? Probably not more than once. Well, that is the point of sponsorship, which he has. Yeah. So I, I don't, I think people need to understand that there, 
I, regardless of what numbers are being thrown around, people don't tend to do stuff like that for a loss of money. And even if it's a break even, it's great publicity for him. Grinding Gear Games pushes it out through everything. So there is value to that. Not only that, but I think there were tons of uh, MTX giveaways that are paid for by Grinding Gear Games. So Yeah, Bex had a good re- response. I don't see any any issue with GGG in this. Um, I wish private leagues were cheaper, but they're not. I, it does suck now that I know that they, they could be cheaper. But at the same time, I just hope they get cheaper because... I don't, there aren't a lot of MTX that interest me. I have all the stash tabs that I want. What other great way is there to support? What if every league I could spend 40 bucks from like a normal regular person salary, I could spend 40 bucks and have a two month league just to myself with my own rules. Awesome. Great. I don't know if that's affordable for them. I don't know the math, but I think it would be fun for just a normal Joe or Jane to go through and be like, yeah, I could do this. 40 bucks for two months. Let's do it. Be kind of fun. Anyway, that was a big one. Uh, big news this week, though, because uh, we're still on this week in POE. Uh, 314 got a teaser and it came with some extra teases. Oh, yeah. So what did you think of this video? Oh, it's fine. It doesn't show me anything. I think it's neat to see a statue that has a chaos orb. So maybe it's historical. What was it called? Ultimatum. So that doesn't really show anything. When I see a totem of currency, like it's a totem and then it has the chaos orb head. It makes me think that this is old and ancient. And the currency we're using now is like, you know, many years later, it's currency of something from way back in the day. So I'm thinking, ooh, it's going to be neat. And then it's called ultimatum. So I don't really. So ultimatum obviously means you're making some sort of a choice. To me, it looked like Ritual and Alva ram together. Uh oh. Like they were running through circles where mobs then all of a sudden started to spawn, but yet there it looked like there was some sort of altar that they clicked on and went into a different area. Uh, weird to give it its name before they did the release. Yeah, that's a good point. They don't do that. They, it's weird. Like to know what the league is called before the league announcement is bizarre. It's not happened before. Oh, not that I can remember. That's interesting. Yeah, I just thought that was weird. So they said you'll be able to play POE Ultimatum on the 16th um, Pacific Standard Time. Everything I get, their website's really cool like that. Whatever post, you know, just auto updates within the text. So April 16th, PDT on PC and the 21st, which is where the most of the traffic's going for console. Yeah, okay. Uh, the Why details, did it show? Go. Well, I want um, are we still, can I ask you a question about the trailer or did you have specific stuff you wanted to bring up uh, about this teaser? No, 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 go. Well, I have a question. Why did it end with Path of Exile 2 on it? It was confusing because for me, I get toasts, notifications on my phone, tweets and YouTube stuff. Just, it comes directly to my phone. So I see, oh, sweet new video. And I click on it and then I just see the video. So I don't see the description of what they have in their announcement page. I didn't read the description either. Right. So the video just shows ultimatum stuff and then all of a sudden at the end it says path of exile 2 and nothing there was no like and or or anything so all of a sudden i think like wait is poe ultimatum in path of it like there was no explanation or division between them within the video there's no explanation in their own writing well there's two separate sections so it kind of you get the impression that there's ultimatum and then poe 2 well in their description of the teaser there isn't Either way, I was confused when I saw it. I wasn't sure what to make of it, except for the fact that I saw GGG's 
I'm sure it wasn't sneaky, but on their actual PoE2 website, at the very bottom, there's a small blurb that says beta starting earliest in 2022. Right. So let's talk about that in a minute. I just saw someone on Reddit talk about that. And so in my head, I already know it's not coming anytime soon. But then I see this video. And so I was pretty confused after I read the description. I'm like, okay, it's just this, that and another thing. Um, It says tune in at 1 p.m. on the 8th of April, my time, to find out all about our next expansion and get your first look at PoE2 since its debut at XLCon. And you read that part where? In the announcement page. In their announcement page on the Path of Exile website. I see. I It's weird to me to not put in brackets like, I don't know, details also, or something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, or discuss update, an update on PoE 2. Like, it just ends PoE with Path of Exile 2. Path of Exile 2. That had to have been a mistake. I think that that was a mistake. Oh, probably just an uh, uh, unfortunate It's a mistake. Sure. It's okay to say that. It's all right to say it was a mistake. Oversight. It. <laughs> Are you watching it now? No, I'm just reading the because in the description of the video for YouTube, it doesn't say it. But I do see here it just says get your first look at Path of Exile 2 since its debut at XLCon. I just feel like they could have worded it better. That's all. (laughs) 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 It was just such a weird way to end a video like Path of Exile 2. It's like, um, I thought you said it was ultimatum. If I didn't catch that Reddit post that found GGG's change on the PoE2 website about beta not starting until 2022. If I didn't know about that before this, I would have some crazy excitement. So let me just, just for context, the video is 30 seconds long. In the last seven seconds of the whole video, it's just the Path of Exile 2 logo. There's an entire seven seconds or anything. It shows some gameplay clips and then Path of Exile 2. Yeah, they like end up with they're like play Path of Exile Ultimatum for free on April 16th. And then this guy like walks into this room and it just fades to dark and you see a Path of Exile 2 logo sit there for seven seconds. I'm so glad after I saw it for the fourth or fifth time, because then I'm like, okay, that cool room, that room with like blood fountains mm-hmm. that that character's walking through. The very first time I saw that blood room, I'm like, oh man, my Xbox can't handle that map. Is that supposed to be PoE2? I think that's PoE2. So then I was like, oh, okay, good, good, good. I think that's like all the cool maps are PoE2, right? So I'm thinking, but I didn't know that at the beginning. I'm just thinking it's all ultimatum stuff. And I see the blood pouring down. I'm like, oh, dang it. <laughs> Stupid Can't play Xbox it again. One. Okay, so they talked. I want to talk about this real quick with regards to PoE2 and them talking about you'll be able to beta test it in 2022. This is going to be a wicked episode, man. Hold on. Let Tyler gulp down some water. All right, so they said, I didn't read the actual post, but I, I saw people talking about it in Discord. Apparently on the PoE2 page or whatever that is, it said that it, they would allow beta playing starting, when was it in 2022? You want me to just bring did it up give quick? It a month? And you can... Um... Did it give a month? We don't have the release date for Path of Exile 2 yet, but we are unlikely to start a beta until 2022 at the earliest. In the meantime, we're continuing to release Path of Exile expansions on a regular three-month cycle. But that's 20, not early 2022 at the earliest, just 2022. Just like 2022 could be December at the earliest 20, for a beta. Yep. Could be December 2022. So year and a half. I, that, that I, I'm not surprised. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, I think that totally. XLCon, they were kind of pulling people's arms a little bit with their whole talk about when it was supposed to be released. And I think COVID gave them a big boost to help them run that 
you know, excuse for it needing to be delayed longer. And I'm fine with it being delayed longer. As long as PoE 1 starts to run a bit better and they keep up with the content, whatever. Uh, I did see some people complaining about it, which I thought was a little weird. It's, I, it, it is kind of that you just can't ever win because you release it and it's not in great condition. And then people are like, eh, you should have kept it in beta longer. You shouldn't have released it. Or you don't. And then people get mad because they can't play it. But I'm kind of curious how into 3.x do we get before, no, you know before PoE 2? Maybe they'll have to come up with a 4.0. Like originally 4.0 with their planning before all the pandemic stuff. 4.0 was PoE 2. And that's just how they were talking about it. So maybe all of a sudden it turns into 5.0 when 4.0 comes around. I think they'll keep it in threes just to maintain that PoE 4 never is a thing. 3.21? Well, yeah. I mean... I'm fine with that. It'll be interesting because this is just the beta release too mm-hmm. for PoE 2. Oh, so. Give so much, so many leagues for them to completely cut Cyrus. Awesome. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, it's going to Anyway, happen. it's going to be cool. I like that they're doing the Twitch announcement again. Yeah. For it. Uh, it's a little odd that we know that it's called ultimatum they didn't give much away in the trailer it's not like you could figure out much just to me i saw alva and ritual and i was like oh good okay i actually have to bring this up i would have forgotten if we didn't talk about alva somebody on facebook made a fantastic post that i hadn't even thought about it was hilarious because you and i don't like timed events and we're very vocal about that we talked about it in i think it was the one where we were figuring out the atlas tree like what our preferences were sure yeah we that's probably the last time we emphasized it and the comment we both made was alva out we don't want to do incursion and we don't like the timed events and this person wrote and very nicely was like i think it's hilarious that you guys don't like alva and the timed event but you like legion which is a timed event and i sat there for a minute reading it going huh <laughs> son of a b <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, it made me laugh so, so exactly. So what? Uh, uh, it was a great point. It, it is. I thought it was so it funny. Is. The big difference for me as a slower player is I can fail Alva, which as a result means my temple is crap if I don't do whatever in a certain amount of time. But with Legion, you can technically never fail. Yeah, you get more gear if uh, you well, know you more loot because you can redo the Alvas, you can redo the incursions and just get, keep getting crappy temples just like incursion or sorry in legion you can do crappy not get the shards and not end up doing the actual end game of legion sure but i can play slow and actually progress legion i can't play slow and progress alva like i can still do legion at my pace like think of it like normal mapping i could do 15 minutes of map if i want sure i'm not gonna get the same rewards as somebody who does maps a map every two minutes but i'm still progressing legion's the same way it's like the same mentality as a map i can run and find i can instead of trying to kill everything i can go and try and find the general i can go and just try and find whatever chest i can progress i can get the but splinters. it is still timed and it made me laugh i thought it i thought it was hilariously on point because i was like no it's not but it's it does disappear <laughs> no that's not true either it is no i guess i understand where you're coming from though okay at least you got there all right good. i'll give you that a little bit but you're mostly wrong Anyway, it was, was a good it. point, though. It was funny that we were talking about it and there was nothing, uh, nothing that we brought up about it. It was the first time I ever realized that we could be wrong. But it was only slightly wrong. Just barely. Yeah. Barely. Barely. 
That was yeah, it. good. Oh, and then Bex also said on Reddit, um, I forget what she was responding to, but at the end of the day, she said there will only be eight days between the official announcement live stream and the expansion launch. That's pretty close to what 3.13 was. Mm-hmm. It was really oh, short. But I guess we already dealt with that. It says 1 p.m. This was, I guess, before this information. April 8th for us is the announcement. April 16th, eight days later. I like that so much better because I love the week between of just the rush of information mm-hmm. versus it being drawn out. And then you just get it in like the last two days is when you get the real stuff. Yeah, it's fun. I feel like this is a week of fun because you they they can actually do stuff through that week leading right up to it. I like that. Totally. Now, one of our patrons, Dai Katana, love the name, uh, has asked us to talk about some tormented souls. You like tormented souls, Just? Dai does not. I don't mind them. We talked about them in our in our Atlas one. I, it was one of the first ones I went to with regards to it. I never saw a huge benefit from it. And the main reason is because uh, one of the things that he was frustrated about is that they they'll die if you get into a room like a boss room where there's supposed to be a bunch that hit the boss it's hard not to kill them before the boss gets like amped up you know whatever you want to call what they do to him Uh, sometimes they die so then it's useless i it's a fine mechanic i just i don't i don't like or dislike it i certainly don't dislike it because most of the time they're useless Sometimes, though, they are terrifying. If you are playing in a hardcore league with increased health and Weaver gets a friggin' tormented soul ghost into it, no thanks. I'm going to redo that area. For the most part, I really like tormented souls. I love harder enemies. I love seeing the change happen. I love the fact that they can stack or that they're going into essence monsters or bosses. I love all that stuff. I do think there are some garbage enemy mods in the game that... (sighs) depending on the circumstance are just not fun soul eater would be one of them where all of a sudden the enemy is just they're attacking a million miles a second it's just there's some some mods that don't make sense but overall i do like tormented souls but you can get into some pretty pretty eh, sticky circumstances if if you're getting into them when they're stacked especially when you're using the atlas passives to have what is it 20 of them kicking around i never found them difficult on the atlas but i've always found them to be kind of risky during leveling oh i'm the opposite but i love them i love them now sometimes though die brings up a good point they they can take a long time to find what they're looking for or they'll go the complete opposite direction of one that they of a rare enemy that they were literally right beside before and so sometimes it's kind of frustrating when you want the content to get harder and you've you know invested into having these tormented souls kicking around your map and then they do take off and sometimes they can get based on the mods that are rolled on the map and then the mods of the actual spirit that they add onto the rare or unique. You can get some hard ones that just out of nowhere could one shot you. So luckily we're softcore players, but yeah, that could be pretty stuff. Now, Dai was mentioning and his opinion was that the Tormented Souls are basically outdated. It's an outdated mechanic doesn't really make sense with the power creep of the game do you feel like tormented souls are outdated in terms of a mechanic i feel like if you call them an outdated mechanic then you also have to look there's a lot more that you would loop into that with them of things that because if you can kill things so fast a lot of mechanics don't matter so maybe i find they're not an outdated power creep enemy while leveling Unless I'm leveling a second or third character, 
they're not one-shottable for the most part. I have to focus if I'm going to kill them while I'm leveling. And if they get into some of the bosses, they are a nightmare. But I don't find that once I'm in endgame. As a softcore player that likes difficulty, I never want to kill them until they're in an enemy. Like I try and bring back all my oh zombies my God, every time, every single time. I don't want them to die because they never drop. I've never ever had one drop anything good when I've just killed it as a spirit or a tormented soul. But I love having them go in. Now, I don't I I I don't know. As someone who likes the harder kind of like mini boss experience on a regular basis, like I like metamorph. Some metamorphs are very difficult to see and understand. Um, it's a lot of guessing with some metamorphs. But as someone who also likes, what are the like mini invaders? Rogue? Are they called rogue exiles? I, I get them mixed up with heist. Those are rogues too, right? But different rogues? Okay. Mm-hmm. So like I like those mini bosses. And so when um, Tormented Soul goes in, to me it matches kind of like a lot of the mini boss stuff that's happening in, in matches. I don't matches in, in maps. I don't I don't feel like it's an outdated mechanic. I can see where a lot of people would come from that though. It's um I wonder how much it's been tweaked. You know, especially I wonder if it no. got you don't think it got tweaked even when they no. started doing the Atlas passives? Mm-mm. Hmm. I wonder. I wonder for people that play a lot more than me, what would be tweaked to make them kind of balanced with whatever rare they could come across. I I, I wish Soul Eater would just disappear completely, that's for sure. Do you think there are any other maybe outdated mechanics since we're talking about it? I was wondering if we thought there were any other maybe mechanics that were just so outdated the game would just be better off without them. Allies would never die. Oh, just as, yeah, allies never die, hands down. Honestly, I could probably play on console right now if that didn't exist. That's not true. But I would love it to be gone. Hands down. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm sure there are other ones. That's the one that just annoys me probably the most. To me, um, Xana's missions and goals to me seem even more outdated than the old master system why well remember a long time ago they had the old master system right and you would have to go and do you know verici and kill this person have them on low life for seven seconds oh goodness me mm-hmm. or you'd have to go and find um it was annoying bring the things for katarina to yeah like for bring katarina and they would always be at like the farthest back. end of the map that you finished and you, you think xana's worse than that well no but now xana's map mods and her like goals and what you have to do really haven't changed like you you have to click on these fragments to increase your time you have to click on pillars to increase your time like there's a lot in there that just doesn't make sense the benefit for me with xana is it's just an extra map so even if I don't want to do it, at least I'm getting a bunch of extra map and loot. I've, I've, I've done maps where I haven't seen those pillars for the first half of the map. To me, there's a lot of outdated mechanics with that part, like the things you have to do to keep those maps going with Xana. It, and it's something very easy to fix or just completely remove. I mean, uh, how many times have we seen in patch notes saying, this has been removed from the game. It is no longer a thing. We've seen that happen for quite a few different things in the past. I mean, not a big list, but often enough that it's a familiar saying that we've heard them say. Well, the only two that she does is standing stones and kill enemies. And the kill enemies is easy. So it's the standing stones you don't like. One that's exactly like standing stones. It's just the floating fragments in the air. It's the exact same thing. But the fragments aren't the part that keep it going longer. The standing stones are the mechanic to allow you to stay longer. They're the mission, yeah. Still dumb. I want to kill enemies. I, I still don't want to look for that kind of Do crap. Do a vicinity. Like, let me just run past it. 
and that counts as like <laughs> yeah. something. I, I don't want to click it. Oh, there's there's enough frigging clicking for in the game. Oh, yeah. it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> so anyway, that was um that, that was a good question that Di asked us. And uh, unfortunately, Di, my apologies, but we're both, uh, I like Tormented Souls, so I, I, I don't share your frustration with it. But uh, there definitely are a few, um, especially as this game's starting to progress farther and with Maven, there are some other uh, outdated mechanics as well. Well, there's definitely stuff they're going to have to take out. Al- uh, not Alva, what's her name? The Zana things were the first thing that stood out when I saw his question. All right, so we need to talk a little bit about Last Epoch. And again, this is just more generic in the sense that it is the game we played, but there's other games that are kind of like it. What did you think about it? I like it in the little that you played. I did. Yeah, I didn't. So for those that have had that have played last epoch, I only got to the part of the game where you can choose your mastery. Um, for those that haven't played last epoch, it's a, a dungeon crawler. Um, it has a leveling system, a lot of different classes and very similar to POE. Each class has three different masteries, sentences that you can pick from. Um, no gems, anything like that. It's just uh, skills, like skill trees that give you your stuff and then items. And they do the same like suffix, prefix, uh, 75% max capped resists on all the different types of resists, that kind of stuff. To me, the gameplay was normal, right? It's like every other game that's like it. To me, PoE, Diablo, sure, they have different feels, but at the end of the day, they're very similar. You click to attack or cast you move until you're safe or you never need to move if you're you know tanky enough and so the the gameplay was 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 good um there were some things that really stood out to me it actually felt like people that loved poe but wanted to add the things they wish poe had but had to make some changes so it wasn't the exact same game does that did you get kind of that feel that's kind of the feel that i got i so poe is like a very good successor to Diablo 2. Yeah. And I feel like Last Epoch went, I love Diablo 2 and what PoE did with it, but I also kind of like some parts of D3 and I want to kind of, I, I want to mash them together. Yeah. And I think they did a really, really, really good job of it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like they're, so they have the way that they're, that you don't pick up the skill gems. There's no such thing as support skills like what we do in poe2 and socket them but what's unique is that the skills that you have each have their own skill tree and that kind of functions as the supports because those skill trees completely change the skill so you can actually keep it as it is and power it up or you can actually take that skill in a totally different direction based on the skill tree that you're using mm-hmm. the masteries are cool a little different in 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 last epoch because in last epoch you pick your mastery which is one of the three sort of uh, master classes to your base class but you can still put points into all of them into all of those other master classes but you can only master one of them and by mastering one you gain access to passives and to a skill that you can't get once you've mastered into that from those other ones but i will i want to get into some of the stuff that we liked and didn't like about it but where you got to in the game which is yeah, I I feel like it's really important to put up a, to point this out that we both got to it the first night we played. Yeah, we both ascended per se. We're able to choose our mastery on the very first night we played, and from that point forward, had options. Right, and to me, this is what makes Last Epoch in this regard 
millions of times better than Path of Exile. And that is at that point there, you have options for how you want to level. You you can you can ch- continue to do the storyline and you'll continue to play in ramped up difficulties as you go through the storyline, but you can also go the other route and start doing their sort of end game pre-end game map type stuff. Well, it is actually their end game. Oh, okay. You're just starting at the lowest level of it. And at that, at that point in your level, you probably have no chance of, you know, moving into it, into the further into the end game, because you won't get far enough being able to kill them, but you can level up extremely quickly if you can manage to just, you know, get a little bit of defense and kill these higher level mobs. That to me is just so much better than Path of Exile. Like I finished the story and it still, I finished the entire story in two days, which I can do that in Path of Exile. It's just, you've done it a lot. It's definitely longer. Path of Exile is definitely longer. And I was talking to my son about it. No matter what game you ever play, a story is eventually going to become tedious if you redo it every three months. Sure. And multiple, multiple times through those three months. But the fact that they added something in the middle to give you access to a different way to level up is, it's amazing. It's just, it's so much better than path of exile because i cannot stand i don't mind that in this game if i went to do more characters i could get to that point and then go level and then just blow through the end game because the benefit of doing the end game content is just more passive points you unlock passive points by completing certain quests similar to skill books in path of exile Uh, but you could do that later and at that point you're over leveled for it you're going to fly through it real quick get your skill points and you're right back into end game could do that in poe no you can't go back to oh no you can't no right, right there's right, right. nothing you can do that's going to let me level outside of doing the storyline right but i'm saying you could go back and do the you don't have to do every quest you can come back and do the quest but you still have to do the full campaign yeah you're right yeah that's not that yeah that part's not the same because you have to do the storyline in order to level if you could do start doing maps after you've done kitava the first time then it'd be the same right then it would be at least something yeah, similar to give me some other way of leveling that wasn't just the storyline. I, I, we talked about this in Discord with people. We definitely saw it through the private league where you just get burnt out of doing the storyline over and over and over. This was really good at taking that away and saying, all right, you get to this point, which you'll do in a night for sure. We didn't play heavy. You were still checking things out. We were figuring things out. We got to that point within an evening of playing. I was playing really slow. Yeah. And we're playing around with the filter stuff and all the other stuff. And Don't, don't, um, don't. Even. It's coming up. But Save I'm just saying last. in an evening, we get to that point. That to me is really cool. It's I think it's smart. And I think grinding your games really has to do something. And whether that's going to be in PoE 2 or whatever. I don't think they're going to. GGG. If you keep coming out with 10 freaking acts to just grind through, I just they can't stand it. PoE2's campaign has to match the same length as PoE1's. And the seven acts of PoE2 are going to equal the same length as PoE1. But that's not, that's not, that doesn't change anything. Last Epoch still has a nine chapter oh, story. Oh, okay, I understand what you mean. Just, I'm it, just saying, add something in there. I still want to have to finish the storyline. I don't have a problem with that. You know what I mean? Like, that's where you go to get your skill points. That's where you're going to go to get your extra skill books in PoE. Totally fine with that. But just give me something else to do as an option versus 
grinding my way through the same story I've done. Path of Exile has existed for, what is it, like 11 years? 2014, I think it was. Well, 2012 is when I started playing it. Sure. Okay. But I, that's like 100 so years. So nine years. Nine years. I, I'm tired of the story. I just want to do something else, but I want to play Path of Exile. So it's a struggle for me because I'm like, well, I like the game, but I'm so sick of Act 1 through 10. So anyway, that thought, I think they, they did an, a phenomenal job of that because the option to have something else to choose from. Okay. Really cool. What else did you like? You go first and then I'll fill in what I... Uh... Okay. So, well, part of it's going to get into filters, but I'm going to leave that one for you to bring up because you're a filter weirdo. Uh, they have the amount of loot. This, again, this ties into your filter stuff, but I'm going to say the amount of loot that drops is what I'm, I'm expecting one day Path of Exile will get to, where uh, it's not just inundated with everything all over my screen. I'm seeing very few items and I can pick from the ones I want. They've done that part really well. I, the, the end game, because I'm not super far into it, I think I'm 66. It's cool. It's map-ish. You know, like you're not, you're not loading a map, but you're doing these events where you can pick two options that will buff the enemy in some way and you pick which way you want and that will determine how much increased rarity and experience you'll get does it change you nope so there's increasing their damage movement speed whatever but there's no nothing affects you like no you have negative life nothing is negative to you one of my biggest gripes with poe is yeah you're only buffing the monsters that's awesome that is awesome Uh, And you just pick between the two. And then as you get further into these sort of storylines, they're almost like little mini storylines. Some of them will last for multiple encounters. So then you can stack them up and you're getting even more rarity and even more experience. And you're doing it to get to the end boss for that section, which the bosses in this game is a whole nother thing. They are so good. They, They you are forced to actually play the mechanics of a boss fight in last epoch doesn't matter what your damage is you're gonna have to play the mechanics because they have so much health they're very much like dark soulsy fights where they're gonna be long you're gonna fight somebody for five minutes and start to learn their moves and then on top of that they are so good at telegraphing don't stand in this hole or you know here's a line get out of it do you think that makes it too easy no no, because if you didn't see that, some of those fights would be near impossible. There's already too much going on. I think that that's, to me, it's a fun way to fight the boss because I'm paying attention to what is the boss's animation, where are the lines on the ground, and some of them I'm having, I was having to move, and it would follow me to a certain point, and then it would stop, so then I'd have to like mm. control what was happening on the on the uh, fight. Yep, uh, I thought that was awesome. And then I'm trying to think of what else there was. What did you think? What are things that you liked and didn't like? So things I loved was the storing the crafting items was awesome. So you pick up crafting items and again, totally different kind of crafting system, but all the crafting items that you would pick up, you could at any time, you didn't even have to be in town. You could be in the middle of combat if you felt like bringing up your inventory and there's a button that says store all crafting items and the items don't get stored in your inventory they get stored at the armory or the crafting bench or forge yeah right whatever it is so that was kind of neat it doesn't use up stash space and you can 
they don't actually count for inventory, which I thought was neat. I don't mind the way that it is in PoE, um, but I did think that that was nice, right? In the contrast to PoE. Now, I'm early in the game. I don't have much experience in it. So tell me if this continues. All my combat areas that I came across in the five hour session that I played, every combat area was clean and open. There were no indestructible debris piles that I could get stuck on, no trees in the middle. Even like the trees that would just be part of the world or pillars, they disappeared. They never went in front oh, the ones of in my front. camera, yeah. which yep. like always make me so nauseous in those freaking spider forest levels in PoE. So I always could see and I never felt like if if I ever got stuck or was in a tricky situation, it wasn't because of something I didn't see on the map. It was always because of enemies. Does that continue? Did you see yeah, debris piles in the Yeah, most of the, the ground middle? and the debris is all explosive and, and blows up as you walk past it or destroy it. I will say there were a couple zones where, you're right, they did a great job of making it so that stuff didn't block your view. But there are a few zones where I feel like maybe they haven't gotten all of the pillars because there were a couple times where I would notice it. And the only reason I would notice it was like, oh, this would Tyler would hate this part. Mm, yeah, yeah, And it wasn't often. It wasn't through a whole zone, but there were definitely parts where like in a, a big castle or something, if something was up high, when I would run past it, I wouldn't see my character for a second, but it wasn't consistent. So, uh, and I mean, this game's in beta, so that's kind of kind of stuff with consistency. You see them going, okay, this is what they're doing in other levels. They're probably going to continue it. There's no reason for them to stop that. Now, another thing, and we were kind of at a point of, not contention, but we disagreed on this point in previous episodes. I brought this up for PoE a while back. Thinking of loot and loot filters, everything in this game drops identified. And that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, I like being able to see... Now, I'm, I don't really like needing to carry around Scrolls of Wisdom in PoE. And I would love it if, you know, I had to go to a vendor that would identify everything for me. So I never had to worry about Scrolls of Wisdom. Um, I don't mind the mentality that it brings. Like, okay, you know, I gotta do this kind of stuff. I do find it pointless, but it's not really a point of irritation for me in Path of Exile. But I did like simply looking at an item on the ground to see if I would even bother picking it up. I did like that. I thought it was neat. I like seeing, oh, right away. And one of the coolest things, and you pointed this out to me, I didn't even notice, right next to the text. So you're not even hovering over the item yet. Let's say, I don't even know what the types of names are, but let's say it's Boots of Swiftness drop, a magic item, right? The blue item. Or no, we'll call it yellow. We'll call it yellow. It'll have dots on the left of the name and dots on the right of the name. And those dots represent how many prefixes and suffixes have been used up. So right away, you see, oh, these boots have three prefixes and one suffix. Sweet. I'm looking for a suffix opening. I'll pick those up. Oh, wow. Those are the types of bases I'm looking for, but they're full on suffixes. I'm going to move away. You know, I, I actually really like that visual touch and detail. I thought that was I've never even thought of that as a POE filter lover. Yeah, those. So the max you can have is two prefixes and two suffixes. But on it a is rare cool item? on any item. Oh, the max you can ever have is two. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. And, yeah. But it is cool that it drops like that. And I do want to answer your question, or I want to actually respond to your comment because I completely shifted my point of view after playing Last Epoch. But the crafting on in Last Epoch is really cool. I haven't gotten to it. Tell me about it. 
So they go the opposite instead of it working from a, a high tier and down and then tier one being the best. Tier one is the lowest and tier four or five, I think, is the top. Tier five is the top. Both make sense to me. Sounds good. What they do, though, is the item will drop with, you know, from tier one to tier five. And then all those crafting shards you pick up all have different tiers to them as well. And if you go to craft on an item that's got fire resistant tier one, which is the lowest, if you it will show you if you have the matching shard, you can then upgrade it from tier one to tier two. And it's got a random roll. Oh, okay. And then as you do more of that, so as you increase the tiers, you actually add instability to the item. And what instability does is as you continue to craft more of those shards onto the item, you run the risk of shattering the item. If you shatter the item, you can still use it, but you can no longer craft it. So it's kind of like it's permanent fixture. But there's other crafting items that drop that you can use as supports, which will decrease the chance of instability as you craft. So it's really cool how you can combine them to work your way up on an item you really Mm -hmm. like. And it's definitely not a random crafting system like poe like it's is it deterministic like that one oh okay and it does it just do one mod type of thing there's nothing like an alteration where it's going to roll between it's all this is a fire resistant what do they call them shards that's right it's a fire resistant shard or fragment whatever it is but as far as i understand that fire resistant is not going away so that item isn't you're not going to ever remove the fire resistant from that item hmm so you have to find an item that has the bases that you see, because you could find the blue items. That's the base you're looking for and then fully craft it up because gotcha. the blue item is going to have less affixes and suffix on it or sorry, prefixes and suffixes. But let's get to what you said about loot dropping as ID. I was very much against it when you brought it up as an idea in Path of Exile. And the main reason for it was at the time we were talking about how you could use it from the loot filter side. Right. And then very much and my concern was just imagine how much you could specify your loot filter to only ever show you the stuff you wanted. And it well, as I played last epoch, I was like, Justin, you're an idiot. Why would you fight that? That's literally what we want from you know this this loot fix from GGG is show me stuff I want or show me stuff that I'm looking for. Don't show me tons of crap. And this game, once I started playing with it and understanding the different affixes that I liked, the bases that I liked, the ability to create a filter in Last Epoch is insane. And this made it so that I could just, here's my, you, here's my build. I'm working on this guy. Here's the gear I want for him. Build my filter. I never see something pop up that is kind mm-hmm. of outside of the scope or way outside, especially. Right. I only see things that hey, you should actually take a second to look at this. That is not a bad thing. As I played Last Epoch out, and we talked about it because you were like, we have to bring this up because I was right. (laughs) Which you were. I I wanted to bring it up because uh, it was something that we conflicted about before, but something that we both enjoyed in Last Epoch. Now, here's the thing. I'm going through this game and... I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm going minions, but I want to go shield and whatever. I haven't decided yet. I don't know how weapons work yet in the game. My first playthrough. But I'm going minions, right? And they call them companions in this game. Minions and companions is a term they throw around with different Minions are the witches. Companions are the 
the other ones. They are different. Yeah. Minions are like summoned and will die. Companions are like your pet. I don't know if you know what you're talking about. So anyway, I'm going through. And as soon as I saw that shields could roll minion stuff, I'm like, okay, I'm, I want to get rid of two handers. And so I'm looking through and they had, I mean, I'm sure you assume by now for those that haven't played, but they have an in-game loot filter system that from the options menu, you can edit on the fly. It's and amazing. Really so, edit. And, and despite the fact that there's 600 and something mods, which I know GGG has 20 times more than that, but the fact that they have 600 and something mods, it was an instant screen. All the drop-down menus, everything I had, all the selections, there was no delay in it just because there's a lot to deal with. It was an instant screen. So I go in, I create a rule, don't show me two-handers. Very quickly after that, I'm like, okay, also don't show me normal white items that don't have mods. Not that much farther into it, I edit that normal rule of don't show me normal items to don't show me normal and magic ones. And then as I'm going through, I'm like, you know what? I'm seeing minion stuff on a, a, enough. Let's put that in. So then all of a sudden I'm like, show only show me rare items that have minion mods. And then it's like, okay, well, which minion mods? And I say all of them. I had the filter I wanted within three rules and I did it in game. I didn't have to leave. It was astonishing. And as now, again, I'm only five and a half, six hours into it. But I went through without being frustrated. I went through without being clustered, like without seeing all this clutter around. Sorry, that's what I meant by clustered. I went through with a very clean, easy system. And it was as a filter writer for POE, it was a dream come true. I couldn't imagine or I can imagine it'd be a dream come true if, if as a guide writer for Path of Exile, I didn't have to do filters because people could just put whatever they want. Or I could be like, hey. And it'd be like a five rule filter <laughs> for POE that I could put in and be like, hey, here it is. This is great. This is exactly what you want for this build. It was, it was seriously as soon. And here's the craziest, coolest, funnest thing. One of the people that made Last Epoch is a filter lover like me because there's a shortcut, Justin. <laughs> yep. There is a easy, you don't have to go into the options menu. You can shift F. And right away, you bring up the filter menu. And honestly, Justin, when I saw that you could click shift F and just bring up your filter at any time, I basically like shift F my pants. It was awesome. I just was awesome. Oh, my goodness. That was my favorite, favorite part to me. That one was so cool. They really nailed the in-game filter system. And you're coming at it from somebody who loves writing filters or, you know, writes filters for Path of Exile. And it's still good, but I hate filters for Path of Exile. I filter blade all the time because I need the UI. The ability, the fact, or sorry, the fact that I was able to go into this menu in the game and just figure out how do I want to build my filter? What's the, what's the order I want to put them in? Because that also can change it. I want to make these things bigger. I want to change the color. Like it was, it's just crazy. You don't have to understand filters at all to mm. edit this filter system. You just need to know your game. Yep. And it is as general and basic as you want to show or not show two-handers. Okay. Do you want to get rid of magic items? Okay. Is there a certain time? Do you, you see want there's to a checkmark box for if you do it by level? So you can literally just... <laughs> yeah. You so just you can have it show up, on. up until or after a certain level. And like, it was, it was great. It was... And you can, within each rule, you can have a lot 
of if, ands, or buts. A lot of subjects within one rule, and you can have up to 72 rules. 75 rules, and you can have unlimited amount of filters. Yeah, and so and then they give you a way to kind of organize them. You can color code them. You can change the colors and sizes. You can name them different things with different logos for whatever the reason you want. So I think they really, really nailed that. I would love. Now, this works because everything's unID'd. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Right. Yep. And so if GGG insists on having unID'd items in the future, this is something that I can only dream of and will likely never see in Path of Exile. It, the more you play games like Last Epoch and Diablo did it a little bit, but you had to go back and click on a guy. Uh, it just <laughs> town portal in Last Epoch. Just hit T. No cooldown. Use it whenever you want. No, no scroll of wisdom. I don't think you could possibly be as sore playing Last Epoch as you do with Path of Exile just because of all the clicking. Yeah. Also, you pick up all the shards when you pick up one if they're close by. Oh, that wasn't that nice. And even though like they have money in the game, which GGD doesn't, you know, you run over gold, um, but it was you don't have to pick up gold. You just get within a, a pretty small but radius of the gold and you pick it up. And that was nice. So there's definitely, to me, my final, even though I've only played five and a half hours of it, I haven't gotten to end game. To me, where I'm at, where I, what I think of the game right now is it's a very well done game. Yes, it's in beta. Very well done game. A lot of really cool quality of life features that if they matched Path of Exile, I would love to see in the game. Some of them probably could be implemented right away as someone who doesn't understand how to code a game. If I pick up all the, if I pick up an alteration, give me all of them up until, you know, my max stack point or something have or don't have ID items. I don't know. In-game filter system would be glorious. A tutorial system that is even vaguely comparable. Well, their G menu. Oh, my God. Now, it GGG does everything. have something like that. And it Not is like very. That, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It talks about suffixes and prefixes and how your supports and all that work. But it it basically its content ends with campaign. There's nothing that talks to you about master missions. There's nothing that talks to you about how the Atlas evolves. There's nothing to help you once you're done campaign. It gives you some very basic information. The amount of information that's provided on Last Epoch when you're looking at items to me is like having POB built into the game. I can see what are my stat differences going to be when I swap these two items out. I can hold control alt on them and actually see the exact details. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. That's that's a little bit different than what I was mentioning, but that I did love that. How when you're comparing items it shows you exactly what you're you're going to be switching out. Yeah, the, it's crazy what it shows you with your own stats, your defensive stats, your minion stats, the other stats like you can see every single thing in the game without needing to something like path of building to give you that detail. And I'm just talking about the fact that the G menu shows everything in the game. I don't need to find the wiki to find out what does frailty mean. In fact, I just have to hold down control alt on the item and it will show me exactly what frailty does. That stuff's nice. I just like that stuff. Oh, hands down, hands down. Yeah, definitely GGG's tutorial system could be improved for sure. There's a lot that it's missing. For me, it was just refreshing. I love Path of Exile. I will always be going back to Path of Exile, but it was really refreshing to play something different that I didn't hate instantly and actually have found myself to go like, wow, there's a lot of really good stuff in this game. Yeah, for sure. For sure. To me, I, I to me long term, and I haven't played it long term, but I feel like Last Epoch will be pretty simple. You know, like every skill has its own skill tree. 
So that's all you can do with that skill, right? When you compare it to GGG, you could use any support as long as, of course, like it's melee or a projectile or whatever, as long as whatever tag links, like you have an insane amount of options with every single active skill. Whereas with like, I'm doing minions. So my example is with wolves. Okay. Well, the only thing I can never do with wolves is in this tree. Yes, I have options, but it's limited in its way. And it'll, you know what I mean? Yes, I'll have bears. Yes, I'll have scorpions. Yes, I might can combine those skills, but I'm limited to how those skills work with those passive trees or those skill trees. And same when you like have the Kingdoms of Amalur style. That was the first kind of game I remember playing with this system where you have these branches and these skills. And as you level up, you have to spend a certain amount of points in whatever branch to unlock the next one. But you can only get to that stage once you're a certain level. To me, it has its own limitations. To me, I don't see the long-term playability for someone who would love theory crafting, but I see insane amount of pleasure if you're the type of person that can play the same kind of build long-term. You know what I mean? Like if I love the game and if I love my wolf bear setup that I'm aiming for, the quality of life features in Last Epoch could have me playing for a very long time. But if I'm the kind of player that wants to say, oh, I wonder what this is like. Oh, I wonder what this is like. I could see it being pretty short just because of how the trees work, right? Like I'm this character. I have to use these skills. I want to use wolves. Well, I have these four options to use wolves and that's it. You know what I mean? All right. So yes-ish, but I think you're early into the game and you're very POE focused and you, you know, you've got a hard on for them and that's fine. But if you if you if I look at zombies in Path of Exile, there are not multiple ways to to build zombies. There's very set supports that I'm going to use. Mm. And I think like Path of Exile has the benefit of having hundreds of skills and supports. I think one problem they have though is there's a very 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 large portion of them that aren't used. I'm not saying that you can't, but they're just not optimal. You're not building zombies five or six different ways. You're building zombies like two different ways, maybe three. Well, I don't know. Like with zombies, you can have them explode. All right. You could focus on damage or you can have focus on max life. You could have them as cold or pure physical or fire or poison. Like you can go around and do different things with them. You can use them specifically just as meat shields and life tanks and you not have to use them at all for offense. They could be supportive. They can apply different things. Yeah. I think you just There's said the same a lot thing a couple of times though. Like, all I have I'm a saying pretty is, long I, list of very unique different ways. I don't think that there are. And that's my, like, I get where you're coming from. If you play a Sentinel, I have, a, I'm not going to get other skills. I'm going to have at the end of me leveling based on whether I go with one of the three masters, my skills are going to be set. So you are 100% right. I'm not going to level a, a Sentinel and be able to play with a skill from another class. Yeah, no wolves for you. But on the, the way that you build those skills is insanely different based on those skill trees. They are not like, hey, this is my this is my skill and it's only going to interact one way. Like I have one skill alone that has like three different ways within its tree that you could build and go about. So I, but I also feel like that in Path of Exile, if you look at I get that you have options and that's where it's a bit of a struggle because while you may have options, some of them just aren't optimal options or even used at all options. You know, you go into POE Ninja True. and look at yeah, some skills. I wasn't, I wasn't going from a balanced perspective, though. I was just saying in terms yeah, of in general, accessibility. There are way more. Yeah, sure. 
But I think, uh, again, I love PoE because of its complexity. But I think from a, if you were a new player, Last Epoch to me is way more friendly to a new person coming in. Oh, 100%. 100%. And not even just from a tutorial side, just in a play it style. You know, they got a little bit better when GG put in the like check marks and X's besides supports to be like, it could work with this one. But well, you know what I mean? It still is irrelevant to a lot, though. Yeah, there's nothing that actually breaks down what is going to be maybe more damage or maybe change the style of play. And so PoE will always be more complex than literally every single game ever. Uh, it's just that for me, I feel like they have a lot of fluff stuff that's just not used anymore. Skills that aren't very popular, not very balanced because they're low. The benefit of something like Last Epoch is they have set how many skills there are. So it's a little bit easier to balance around. Not that that's better. I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying it's easier because your wolf skill are going to interact with that tree. They're not, you're not going to throw a curveball in there besides like a unique that does something weird. Yeah. For me, it was so refreshing. I've had such a good time playing it. It's not going to do anything. I know I'm going to be back to Path of Exile, but I'm really happy to have something else that when that PoE burnout comes, I can go play something else that's totally fun. And it'll be really neat to see the difference because it's like we said, and maybe it's not true, but it does seem like what GGG did with Diablo 2, this is what these people are doing. I forget the company, but it seems like that's what these people are doing with PoE. Like this is kind of like a spiritual successor to PoE with, you know, some of the favorite stuff they did from other games like you were saying uh, d3 so it'd be interesting though because this isn't a free-to-play game so there's no pressure to have a certain amount of content within a time frame for the sake of revenue and i mean maybe that structure can change post beta um, but it hasn't been announced that way i was reading that their multiplayer comes out this year which is going to introduce the ability to play online and that they are it will be going to a league system similar to poe okay but it's still at this point a purchasable game, not a free. It will to play still be game. purchasable. And then. So that that does change a ton within how content comes out and the frequency of updates. Because leagues, like look at Diablo, have leagues all you want, patch updates doesn't. And but in terms of content, Diablo was annual, if that. No, that's Blizzard and totally different. And Epoch is looking for something a little bit more user friendly. But um, it'd be interesting to see the change and how it goes forward for sure i just for me control f man just control f shift you know f. what last oh yeah sorry shift f shift f oh gonna get that tattooed but anyway you know what uh last epoch does need more of mm. tormented souls yeah <laughs> it's a perfect spot to end off we need more <laughs> tormented souls more tormented souls no, anyway i i appreciate you getting the game for me and i do want to put a lot more time into it and i think i do really want to put a lot of time into it for the sake of a good refresher for poe like i'm i'm a poe lifer but last epoch's a nice break like you said i saw people talking about the fact that apparently the class you took uh was is one of the hardest ones to to gear out and set up the primalist seemed easy for me but i'm i'm not ever in a rush especially I'm because we to see what you think about game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. we didn't find that out until we were already into the game. We're like, so when do we get to um, get in the same party? <laughs> yeah, where, where's the option? And somebody's like, there's no multiplayer. We're like, oh, all right. <laughs> Just like, see ya! 
I don't have to <laughs> yeah, wait. That's, that's right. Oh, you mean I don't have to wait? <laughs> yeah. Best game ever. Anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us for episode 75 Forever Exile the Path of Exile podcast. I am Justin, aka Tags. And I'm Tyler Wrecker of Days. We will catch Patreons in After Dark and everybody else in episode 76. We love your faces. If you're looking for more information, it's down below website foreverexiled.com. We're on Twitter, foreverexiled82. Discord, if you're not onto it, pop on there. We'll find out who our winners are this week. So that'll be fun in the private league. And if you want to find more information about our Patreon and After Dark, information's down below as well as the merch shop. Peace. Shift F, man. Shift F. Ugh.